Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Maryland football is 5-0 after defeating Indiana in a blowout. 44-17, to 17, as you can see behind us. We're right here at CQ Stadium recording our post-game reaction podcast. I'm Emmett Siegel, as always, here with Andrew Chodis. Andrew, I think this was the most complete performance we've seen for Maryland this season. I don't think there's much doubt about that. Yeah, even even Coach Bloxley admitted. He said this, this was the game where they played close, closest to their standard. Um, from start to finish, they opened the game with a 62-yard pass to Jay Sean Jones. They win by at least 18 points for the fifth straight game in a row. They held an opponent to less than 17 points for the third game in a row. From start to finish, this was a clinical performance by the Terps, and it should give them palpable momentum headed into Ohio State, provided it's going to be the toughest matchup of the season along with Penn State and Michigan. Yeah, I mean, that Ohio State matchup has kind of been, I think, the focus. A lot of people, at least us especially in the media, have been looking ahead to that game as you know, kind of the litmus test. And this was, this was a game that Maryland needed to win, and Maryland needed to win convincingly. And they did just that. They started out hot, like you said. They were up, uh, was it 28? It was 21 to three, not 21 to nothing. Um, 21 to three, they scored very quickly. I think it was three plays on their first drive by the time they found the end zone. And the biggest player of the day, outside of Talia, we'll talk about Talia in a second, but Ty Felton. Ty Felton with three touchdowns, had no touchdowns coming into the game, and then found the end zone three times today for the first time in his career, uh, first 100-yard receiving game in his career as well. Really impressive performance from the junior. We've been waiting for him to break out. It's felt like they've been saying that he's going to break out for a while, and we finally saw that today, and he kind of took over the game as a receiver. Yeah, like he told us, it was his, it was his mom's birthday, so he he, he had to give her a, a nice birthday gift. But no, he was tremendous, right? Off the hop, one touchdown, two touchdowns. He does the one, two, three celebration on his third. Also had almost almost 150 yards. He was everywhere. I think he had seven receptions. Was clearly Talia's number one target today. Not Caden Prather, which was a little kind of change in the, in the game plan. But yeah, obviously it's huge for Maryland to see you know a guy who's who's been been around for a couple of years gain some momentum, have best game of his career, headed into maybe one of the most important games of his career against Ohio State next weekend. Yeah, I mean, that Ohio State game, we're going to keep mentioning it because yeah, I we think, have to. <laughs> I mean, you have, you have no reason not to, right? Maryland is 5-0. and Let's talk about that. Maryland is 5-0 and for the yeah. first time since, I mean, we were both born, in, I was born in 2002. Right? I was born in 2002. We were born in 2002. Maryland, last time they were 5-0 was 2001. We weren't even born, and yeah. not to make any of the listeners feel old, I apologize, Sorry. but... We, we weren't even born last time Maryland was 5-0. and yeah. They haven't been 2-0 in conference play in a decade as yeah. well. I mean, what does this say about the program? I mean, Maryland, Maryland football, we've been talking about getting over that hump. I know that beating Indiana by a lot doesn't necessarily yeah. qualify as getting over that hump, but this is certainly the kind of time of year where you started to see the season's crater, yeah. at least in the previous years under Mike Loxley. And today, dominant performance, moving to 5-0, and and you have even more momentum than you did last week when you moved to 4-0. Emmett, I mean, how many times have we discussed over the past – literally five to six years in Maryland, they get to 3-0, they get to 4-0, and then they lose three in a row. Albeit it's been a fairly easy schedule, some will say it's been more than that, but having that 5-0 and on your resume, I just think internally, right? I think it gives you confidence. It gives Talia Tagovailoa confidence. He's been here for a few years. He's kind of see where they where they have that, that, that streak of, of losses. But now you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to go into Columbus and shock the world, right? I mean, that's what's going to take to shock it's, the world. It is going to. So they need to shock the world. But I think for Ohio State, they didn't start the season off so well. But of the past two games, man, if they show the country what they can do, obviously beating Notre Dame on the road, they are they are forced to be reckoned with. And Maryland, to be frank, they're not on Ohio State's level. No, no. But, talent-wise, they're they're, but, they're uh, behind. As the great Herb Brooks once said, you know, if you play them not ten times, we we might lose nine. But 
hey. All that matters is what happens next a week. A few years ago, they lost 52-51, competed with Michigan last right, year. Right there. Right, right. They had a chance to win, yes. right? In that end zone, right there. And Jay Sean Jones was like three feet away from the ball. Either way, no, but they have had games, right? They beat Penn State, what was it, four years ago they beat Penn State? Yeah, in the COVID year. Lost, you know, lost to Michigan by just a touchdown last year. Obviously, it was 2018 where you lose to Ohio State. They lost, I mean, they were in the game with Ohio State until the yeah, final they lost drive last year. Yeah, they two touchdowns, right? So, they've had the chances. And then we can agree this is Maryland's best team on paper under, under Mike Loxley. On paper, not under. Best team on paper under Mike Loxley. Probably and, best team on the field so far. From what and we've best, seen. Yeah, and best, and best team on the field. They've won every game by at least 18 points. And I think we can transition that into the man himself, the, the leader of this team, the best player on the team. Talia Tagovailoa had the best game. Well, had one of the best games of his career today. He was, well, his decision-making was great. We've seen in the past. He hasn't been so great at times with his, with his decision-making. His ball was accurate. He was able to run the ball well. Got a touchdown on the ground. Six total touchdowns, 352 yards through the air. Love to see, right? We, 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 I think we love what we saw exactly from him today. Exactly what you needed to see from him today. I mean, Talia, as Mike Loxley said it in the postgame press conference, and I think everyone agrees with it, is that this team goes as Talia Tungvaluwa goes. Correct. And today, I mean, you can see they put up 44 points, and that is because Talia accounted for all six yeah. touchdowns, right? We talked about the three, Ty Felton. There's another one, Caden Prather, and uh, I'm blanking on the other one. Dylan Wade, first career touchdown. Dylan Wade, first career touchdown. That was a cool moment, uh, the freshman tight end um, with Corey Deitch, just not in the game anymore. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, what a dominant performance from Talia. I raised the question in the press conference. I asked Mike Loxley if he thought it was the best performance he's seen from Talia since he got to Maryland. He, w- he wasn't willing to go quite that far. I might go that far. Just I'll go that far. Com- competition adjusted, maybe not, but but overall, I think this was probably about as accurate, about as precise as we've seen Talia since he got to Maryland. And um, I mean, what a time to be playing your best football, right? Yeah. I mean, this is this is when I, the quote that I've always used, and I believe I'm stealing this from, I can't remember who, but someone on the Split Zone Duo podcast. If you're familiar with that, Alex Kirshner is a host. Uh, Richard Johnson and Stephen Godfrey. Alex Kirshner, actually former Testudo Times editor. That's where you can find our writing. Um, one of them said, Maryland football is like invading Russia. What? Maryland football is like invading Russia. Everything goes well, and then it gets cold, and everything goes downhill. That's a ridiculous statement. Yeah. Well, I thought it was funny. Maryland football right now is 5-0. Yeah. And now it's about to get cold, right? We're about to enter October. The schedule is about to heat up. This game coming up, and I, I know we, we should we should keep this nice we should keep this about uh, we, should, we should keep this. About oh, we can we can because because but, but that's not the focus of this game. The right? biggest game in five years is happening in seven days, and we will be there in person to witness either history or or history or or history <laughs> or a repeat of history. Yeah, but but the point being is that to tie this all back together, yeah. this is when you need Talia Tungavailoa, your quarterback, to be playing his best football. And he is playing his best football. And he has not seemed to take a drop off when you enter Big Ten play, albeit against two of the weaker teams in the conference. But it seems like he's only elevated his game since the schedule has gotten harder. And for Talia Tagovailoa, he's seen what Maryland's gone through. It's his last year. He's playing his best football. This is his moment, right? This is this is this is his one shining, his Kodak moment. This is what he needs He's to all do. All the cliches you want. Uh, I do. I, I went Herb Brooks Kodak moment, shine, one shining okay. moment. No, but in, in, all, in all seriousness, right? This is his last game. This is his first. This is his last first time against playing one of the big three teams, and you know he needs to show out. And I think he knows what a program, what a win, what a win like this, or really a win against any of the, of the big three teams, could do for this program, momentum-wise. I mean, there's a very good chance that Maryland goes into next week 
uh, ranked in the top 25. They'll be around there. They'll probably they'll, be close. They'll be, they'll be on the cutting edge. Yeah, right? and I think Ohio State's, what, ranked number three right now, number four? Yeah, they're pretty high up there. And okay. pe- some people are saying after Georgia struggled today that Michigan might move into the number one spot. Yeah, no, but I again, I, we do want to circle it back to this game and just say, you know, they did basically everything right. And we haven't even touched on the defense that much, right? They got another takeaway. I think that's every game now where, which, in which they've recorded a takeaway. I think I think they didn't in or, the first so game. Four out of, so four games. Or maybe no, the second game. No, no, no. Well. I think it was the first game against Towson. But that's either way. That's four out of five games in which they've recorded a takeaway. They're second in the Big Ten in interceptions just behind Minnesota. But unlike Minnesota, they have a good – Maryland has a good offense as well. So it's just the defense is giving momentum to the offense. The offense is giving momentum to the defense – Again, albeit against not such a tough schedule, everything is really going well right now for Maryland, and they need to use that momentum to pull off a victory that this program needs. I'll talk about the defense for a second and talk about some of the concerns I had. Okay. Not necessarily of what they put on the field today, because I think, I mean, this this is a 44-3 to game, essentially, until mm-hmm. we got into yeah. junk time, right? So the defense played lights out today. Uh, my only concern being the health mm-hmm. of this defense. Yeah. We saw Jay Sean Barham was not dressed today, did not play. Tarheeb still went down, um, had to be kind of helped off the field. He wasn't walking too well, and then I believe he walked into the locker room, did not return. A little bit of question marks there, right? You need to be fully healthy going into that Ohio State game. Much more concerned about Jay Sean Barham's not playing. It it seems like they have a lot more depth. They have a lot more depth in the secondary. We've seen that play with guys like London Miller, you know, making making big-time plays. Jay Sean Barham does not play against Ohio State. I think that takes Maryland chances of winning from – 25% 25% to 10%. Jay Sean Barham and Ruben Hippolyte need to play in that, need to be that, that duo in that game, or Kyle McCord and Ohio State is going to have a field day through the middle Anderson of the field. And will be running the ball down their throats. Well, I think he's going to run down their throats either way. But. Probably. <laughs> Maybe he'll run, he'll run six yards instead of four. Well, I, I guess we can talk about another position group that, that played well today. They really played well for the few games in a row after a lot of concerns is the offensive line, right? I think... The running game, later in the game, it established itself. They were kind of able to get some things. Tiger Bailoa has had plenty of time in the pocket over the past few games. But here's the big question. What happens when Ohio State's front is facing it? Yeah, and and to be frank, I think we'll, we'll, we'll know that within the first three plays of the game. Um, I mean, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, we're, we're going to know with this offensive line jumbled up of transfers and graduate students and juco guys what they can do against uh yeah five star five star five star five star five star yeah i mean <laughs> we're talking about the school that produced you know the bosas yeah. chase young decent not that yeah yeah they're, they're all right um but yeah this 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 team we're gonna find out a lot about it and it's hard to take too much away on a big picture from this game specifically but when you just look at where this team is you can't help but be satisfied with where they are. They're 5-0. and They want a convincing fashion. I mean, th- there are no red flags right now, I would say. I would say that that, that was the biggest thing I, I would take away well, from this is that they're 5-0 and without any major glaring flaw that you're like, they've just benefited from a week's schedule. They might have benefited from a week's schedule, and we'll find out next week. But um, it seems like they've kind of taken care of business. Yeah. They've gotten rid of the slow starts. They played a full game today. I mean, their defense is playing well. Their offense is playing its best football so far, and it's probably its past two games. I mean, is there anything really to be concerned about in a, in a in a micro sense, other than the fact they're about to go against a better opponent next week? One red flag to me, and we can laugh, but this is something that really can decide games. I think is the special teams, right? Jack Howes, he's you don't know what you're going to get from him. He can miss, make, make from fifty. 
I mean, he missed an extra point today, and he's been up and down. He hasn't been healthy. And we've seen games where it's it's one possession games, and every point really does matter. And against Ohio State, again, most likely is Ohio State going to win by multiple scores? Probably. But there's a chance, because as we've seen in the past year, this can be a game where you need Jack House to stay in the game. Look at last year against Michigan, right? When Chad, Chad Marlin made three field goals from 50-yard plus. That came relevant to the game literally until the final five minutes. So... I think that's something that fans should be concerned about is 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 what can what we can what what can we expect from Jack Howe? Is it gonna be the guy who's gonna make him forty four yarder, fifty two yarder? Or is it gonna be the guy that's missing twenty nine yards and extra points? That's a genuine concern of mine. Yeah, I mean the guy's got a big leg. He made that forty something yarder. I think it was forty four. Forty four yarder. Um he had another field goal blocked and someone pointed out to me on Twitter that a lot of his kicks seem low, um, which is definitely a concern. But yeah. uh you know, yeah, he's been erratic, but we saw on the one field goal he made I mean, he drilled that thing. That thing yeah. would have been good from 60 yards. But what does that matter if you're not accurate? I mean, he hooks the extra point to the left. Kind of an ugly kick. I mean, he's been nothing short of an enigma, I think was was, was the best way to put it, is that, you know, he'll, he'll miss an extra point, and then he'll come back out there and drill a kick from 40-plus yards. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, Maryland's going to have to play perfect to win next week. And you can't leave any points on the board. That includes on the special teams. I thought, other than that, the special teams was really good. Yeah. I thought Colton Spangler, as always, did a good job punting. Uh, Jayshon Jones did very well. Uh, punt returning, aided by a couple miscues by the Indiana special teams unit, which, I mean, I think we can just agree. Like, Indiana, not a good team at all. Probably the worst team in the Big Ten. I mean, they looked yeah. really bad today. Here's here's the final thing that I have to say, because we're, we're, I know we're talking a lot about, about Ohio State, and this is Indiana recap. We'll get more into specifics about what next week means for the program. But today, Maryland played really, really well. A near-perfect game against a weak opponent. Next week, they'll need to play a perfect game against one of the strongest opponents in the country. But good win today. Gives them a lot of momentum. And, you know, you're only one win away from bowl eligibility now, right? So there's a lot of positive things to take away from this game. Anything else to add, Emmett? Um, I mean, I think I'm just kind of echoing what you're saying is that, you know, what we saw from Maryland today was nothing short of its best performance of the season. And I was very impressed by the way they performed with the opportunity to look ahead. I mean, Ohio State is not a rival for Maryland. It's not the kind of game that um, maybe you look at strictly because of, you know, who they are, other than the fact that that's one of the best teams, right? And that's, that's the game you circle on your schedule when you looked at this roster at the beginning of the season. And you just saw how talented they were. And then you flip it to the schedule and you're like, oh man, this team has a chance to go 5-0. and My biggest takeaway is that, like I said, Maryland football has let itself down so many times when you get to this point. You start 4-0, you start 3-0, and then you just lay an egg. Even if they had beaten this Indiana team kind of like with a bad performance, I would have been a little bit less optimistic. And I'm not thinking they're going to beat Ohio State for the record. They took care of business with the schedule they had. Now they need to take it to the next level. That, that's my biggest That's my biggest takeaway, is that the only thing you can take away from this season is that they have answered all your questions, mm-hmm. right? We were like, Most. they've started slow. Yeah. I mean, other than maybe the kicking, right? They've, they've, they've got rid of the slow starts. They started fast the last two weeks, and this week they kept it up the whole game, right? There was no second half letting off the gas. My only real concern i don't even know if i call it concerns that the running game hasn't gotten going too much in this game i mean the numbers are a little bit deceiving roman Hemby had over 60 yards but like 40 of those were on the last drive that would be a little bit of a concern but overall this team seems to be in all three phases for the most part firing on all cylinders heading into its most important game of the early season and they've taken care of business when they need to take care of business they haven't laid an egg yet maybe that'll happen next week but we haven't seen it yet and there's no reason to think that they're going to 
come out of Ohio State and just be completely non-competitive. Yep. So Maryland moves to five and zero for the first time since two thousand one. We'll be back with another preview episode, probably Wednesday midweek, and then we will be live from the Horseshoe on Saturday afternoon. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you all for listening to the the Testudo Talk podcast. I'm Emmett Siegel. Andrew Chodis, like he said, will be back later in this week previewing the Ohio State matchup. Thank you all for listening.